Ultima Thule is brought to you by Rosne Wines, a leading provider of Australian certified organic wines and produce. For further details, visit rosnaywines.com.au. Oh, 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 oh,
that opening track for this, the 941st broadcast of Ultima Thule, was Song of the Stars by Dead Candance from their 1996 album Spirit Chaser. Ultima Thule is a weekly broadcast of ambient and atmospheric music from across the ages and around the world. It's coming to you from the studios of Fine Music 102.5 and Fine Music Digital in Sydney. It's then heard right across Australia, courtesy of the Community Radio Network. In tonight's program, we delve into the shamanic realm. This is a tribute to the important work of the shamans and the dreamers and people such as Terence McKenna, their system of going to the other side and finding something important and helpful, which they bring back and apply here in this world. So buckle up, get ready for an interesting ride tonight, have a listen to the lyrics and samples worked into this particular episode. The opening track is a classic by Terence McKenna with Space Time Continuum. It's called The Archaic Revival, so listen to Terence's amazing rap on this one. It's from the album Alien Dream Time. For a complete track list of tonight and other episodes of Ultima Thule, go to our website, ultimathule.info. So here we go, Terence McKenna... Space-Time Continuum, The Archaic Revival. This is your host, Mark Kundalini. Enjoy. Thank you. 
sound by space-time. Words and Ideas by Terence McKenna. Rap One, The Archaic Revival. History is ending because the dominator culture has led the human species into a blind alley. And as the inevitable chaosstrophy approaches, people look for metaphors and answers. Every time a culture gets into trouble, it casts itself back into the past, looking for the last sane moment it ever knew. And the last sane moment we ever knew was on the plains of Africa 15,000 years ago. Rocked in the cradle of the great horned mushroom goddess before history, before standing armies, before slavery and property, before warfare and phonetic alphabets and monotheism, before, 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 and this is where the future is taking us because the secret faith of the 20th century is not modernism. The secret faith of the 20th century is nostalgia for the archaic, nostalgia for the Paleolithic, and that gives us body piercing, abstract expressionism, surrealism, jazz, rock and roll, and catastrophe theory. The 20th century mind is nostalgic for the paradise that once existed on the mushroom-dotted plains of Africa where the plant-human symbiosis occurred that pulled us out of the animal body and into the tool-using, culture-making, imagination-exploring creature that we are. And why does this matter? It matters because it shows that the way out is back. 
and that the future is a forward escape into the past. This is what the psychedelic experience means. It's a doorway out of history and into the wiring under the board in eternity. And I tell you this because if the community understands what it is that holds it together, the community will be better able to streamline itself for flight into hyperspace. Because what we need is a new myth. What we need is a new true story that tells us where we're going in the universe. And that true story is that the ego is a product of pathology and that when psilocybin is regularly part of the human experience, the ego is suppressed and the suppression of the ego means the defeat of the dominators, the materialists, the product peddlers. Psychedelics return us to the inner worth of the self, to the importance of the feeling of immediate experience. And nobody can sell that to you, and nobody can buy it from you. So the dominator culture is not interested in the felt presence of immediate experience. But that's what holds the community together. And as we break out of the silly myths of science and the infantile obsessions of the marketplace, what we discover through the psychedelic experience is that in the body, in the body, there are Niagara's of beauty, alien beauty, alien dimensions that are part of the self, the richest part of life. I think of going to the grave without having a psychedelic experience, like going to the grave without ever having sex. It means that you never figured out what it was all about. The mystery is in the body and the way the body works itself into nature. What the archaic revival means is shamanism, ecstasy, orgiastic sexuality, and the defeat of the three enemies of the people. And the Hegemony, monogamy, and monotony. And if you get them on the run, you have the dominators sweating, folks.
because that means that you're getting it all reconnected. And getting it all reconnected means putting aside the idea of separateness and self-definition through thing Getting it all connected means tapping into the Gaian mind. And the Gaian mind is what we're calling the psychedelic experience. It's an experience of the living fact of the intellect of the planet. And without that experience, we wander in a desert of bogus ideologies. But with that experience, the compass of the self can be set. And that's the idea, that we're figuring out how to reset the compass of the self through community, through ecstatic dance, through psychedelics, sexuality, intelligence, intelligence. This is what we have to have to make the forward escape into hyperspace.
history represents such a radical break with the natural systems of biological organization that preceded it, that it must be the response to a kind of uh, attractor or dwell point that lies ahead in the temporal dimension. Persistently, Western religions have integrated into their theologies the notion of a kind of end of the world. And I think that a lot of psychedelic experimentation sort of confirms uh, this intuition. I mean, it, it isn't going to happen according to any of the scenarios of uh, orthodox religion, but the basic intuition that the universe seeks closure in a kind of omega point of transcendence is confirmed. It's almost as though this object in hyperspace, glittering in hyperspace, throws off reflections of itself, which actually ricochet into the past, illuminating this mystic, inspiring that saint or visionary, and that out of these fragmentary glimpses of eternity, uh, we can build a kind of map of not only the past of the universe and the evolutionary ingression into novelty, but a kind of map of the future. This is what shamanism has always been about. A shaman is someone who has been to the end. It's someone who knows how the world really works. And knowing how the world really works means to have risen outside, above, beyond the dimensions of ordinary space-time and casuistry and actually seen the wiring under the board, stepped outside the confines of learned culture and language into the domain of what Wittgenstein called the unspeakable, the transcendental presence of the other, which can be sectioned in various ways to yield systems of knowledge which can be brought back into ordinary social space for the good of the community. So in the context of 90% of human culture, the shaman has been agent of evolution, because the shaman learns the techniques to go between ordinary reality and the domain of the ideas, this higher dimensional continuum that is somehow parallel to us, available to us, and yet ordinarily occluded by cultural convention out of fear of the mystery, I believe. And what shamans are, are people who have been able to decondition themselves from the community's instinctual distrust of the mystery and to go into it, to go into this bewildering higher dimension and uh, gain knowledge, recover the jewel lost at the beginning of time, save souls, cure commune with the ancestors, so forth and so on. Shamanism is not a religion, it's a set of techniques. And the principal technique is the use of psychedelic uh, plants. What psychedelics do is they dissolve boundaries. 
and in the presence of dissolved boundaries, one cannot continue to close one's eyes to the ruination of the earth, the poisoning of the seas, and the consequences of 2,000 years of unchallenged dominator culture based on monotheism, hatred of nature, suppression of the female, so forth and so on. So what shamans have to do is act as exemplars by uh, making this cosmic journey to the domain of the Gaian ideas and then bringing them back in the form of art to the struggle to save the world. Shamana offers an immense example of courage. Sheer curiosity is uh, the thing that I've always let carry me along, and uh, I have no regrets about any of this. Uh, I, I think it's worth the life to uh, put these issues in front of people. Gentes de Estados Unidos por chupar la sangre de nuestros ancestros, el oro negro, que se creen con la tecnología de puntas, hechos los inteligentes. No, aquí estamos los inteligentes, los que defendemos el pulmón del mundo, la selva, el aire puro, el agua puro. What it brings is a, an empathy to the destruction of the planet. You, you know, the cutting of a rainforest is suddenly no longer completely abstract. It's actually something you can feel and relate to. And all political change begins with a change of feeling and value. We have become a toxic force in planetary biology. There's going to have to be a radical transformation. Human future will be designed on how conscious we are able to make ourselves. If we can change our minds, we can take hold of this process and halt it. Y convoco a todos los yachats, a todos los chamanes del mundo, unificar para difundir en el mundo y decir no destruir la naturaleza. No destruir las raíces de los árboles. My journey into this mysterious world of shamans of the Amazon lasted three years. I'm left wondering whose interests are merely being served by keeping illegal these shamanic planets that can help you connect with yourself in the natural world. And how is it that humanity is allowing such unprecedented destruction of nature. Meeting the shamans and taking ayahuasca opened me to a world I never imagined. A world that challenged my current concepts of reality and made me question my life's purpose and my relationship with everything. El materialismo está terminando nuestro mundo nuestro mundo es el espíritu de los árboles de las hojas mágicas 
shamanism is not a religion, it's a set of techniques. And the principal technique is the use of psychedelic plants. So he says that the lineage where his knowledge comes from uh, is from the fact that he was born a shaman and uh, all of his uh, the, the people that came before him of his family uh, were uh, were shamans as well. And that uh, like that for thousands of years, for many thousands of years, has been for thousands and thousands of years has been this way. Societies have erected uh, laws against uh, these substances and these plants. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, declaring a, a plant illegal is one of the strangest ideas that humans have come up with. How did these uh, cultures that consider themselves to be enlightened, democratic, and scientific get to declaring plants illegal? Uh, you know, then this it, it can seem weird, but there's clearly something uh, something deep and, and revealing about the nature of these societies. We have co-evolved with these plants. There's a purpose and a meaning to it. We have co-evolved with these plants. There's a purpose and a meaning to it. There's been a renaissance or rehabilitation of psychedelics, and it seems to be growing now much more rapidly.
what is the nature of reality? If there is an element into nature that you could take and suddenly change the grid of viewing the reality, because we know that we look into a very small portion of reality, suddenly confronted to a new language that was opening telepathic uh, and using factors, I don't know, um, which is traditional medicine, that means. That's a realm that suddenly what I've learned about the nature of reality was smashed. And I have to reconstruct that. And it was a long, it took me a long time because uh, it's, it's difficult to move from, uh, you know, to move into a different system of reality. King says, where, where gray beards and white coats tend to the sacred vessel fire of reality. There is no reality. There are only people who know this. And people who don't know this and are therefore being manipulated by the people who do know it. When you face the fear and move towards it, it reveals itself to be nothing but a mental projection and image of the mind. It's unlikely these things fly vast distances from other solar systems. They come from a place that's much closer and farther away. There could be multiverses. Other dimensions that coexist with our own. When you face the fear and move towards it, it reveals itself to be nothing but a mental projection and image of the mind.
advisory capacity. For once, man will have a godlike control over his own destiny. He will have a chance to transcend and to evolve with some equality for all. Is your intelligence in the brain, or is it some quantum function that's outside the brain? I personally believe the brain is a computer interface, and that your intelligence is outside the brain. You're talking about the holodeck on the, on the Enterprise. But yeah. more advanced. <laughs>
cold light, but there is sound. It fills him in great sluggish waves, not heard, but felt through his hundred cells. The cells pulse, separate, contract, according to the rush of fluid. This is now the basis of his being, the flow. He is in his own blood. Plants contain something which might be called a spirit or a soul or some consciousness. And when I ingest uh, such a plant, I have the feeling uh, that uh, this part of the plant uses my own consciousness to express its sense through me.
learn from them, what we learn from them is very important for ourselves, for our community, for the earth, and maybe for the whole universe.
I saw a salmon. And it was going across the sky. And it flashed three times at me and zigzagged and whizzed off. And I saw it.
it's worth the life to put these issues in front of you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that journey of Ultima Thule. That track you just heard, that last sample, was from a documentary produced by Dean Jeffries called Shamans of the Amazon. That was the voice of Terence McKenna. For a complete track listing of tonight and other episodes of Ultima Thule, go to our website, which is ultimathule.info. And for the record, that was the 941st broadcast. Ultima Thule is a weekly broadcast of ambient and atmospheric music from across the ages and around the world. It's produced here in the studios of Fine Music 102.5 and Fine Music Digital in Sydney. Then it's heard right across Australia, courtesy of the Community Radio Network. A couple of weeks later, usually it's available for podcast or stream. To access an archive of our previous programs, go to our website, ultimathule.info. You might also like to immerse yourself in our new collection of ambient and related videos. Just do a search for Ultima Thule Ambient Music at YouTube to find us. George Cruikshank will be back next week to take you on another Ultima Thule journey. But until then, I'm going to leave you with a closing track from Blue Tech's album Love Songs to the Source. It's called Change, released on Interchill Records. This is your host, Mark Kundalini. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh-huh.